Cast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers. Fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, It becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guests Harry Derbitsky and Joe Fletcher of Mental Health Transformations. Harry is the president of ACT, Advanced Coaches Training, a coach and an author. He specializes in mental health and addiction, as well as other related topics. Harry's understanding comes from his teacher, Sidney Bank, who first articulated the three universal principles of mind, consciousness, and thought. Our guest, Joe Fletcher, is one of the six mental health transformation group members and their communication manager. Each member has made a transformational shift from their mental distress and addiction to having a new life of well-being. They are now looking to to spread their combined experiences. Harry and Joe share how the Mental Health Transformation Group was formed, and they explain the unique perspective for people suffering from mental health and struggling through recovery. Through their experiences, this group knows it's possible to heal and experience the freedom of a healthy mindset away from addiction and severe mental distress by applying three universal principles, mind, consciousness, and thought. It's a great pleasure that I welcome special guests, Harry and Joe, to the show. Welcome to this. Welcome to the show, guys. 
And I appreciate you coming on to talk about such an important topic as uh, mental health and how we're all dealing with the new reality of what we've been through the last few years. And I, I think anything we could do to share that on my platform is always welcomed by our audience. And I wanted to ask you both first, in reference to your own journeys and helping others reach their goals of being free from their own achieving a healthy mental state, what have you found with consciousness and mind-body type stuff? What have you found from your influence of spirituality that has helped the people you work with gain a transformational shift into you a go, state of being? You go first, Joe. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is seeing the person behind the label that people have been so stuck in their image of themselves as being ill and being this label and seeing that actually that's not a truth. That's just an idea, a hypothesis that has told them where they are. And people are just so attached. I mean, you hear people say, well, I'm bipolar. It's my bipolar. It's my depression. And you realize actually, no, that's just a sign that's telling you to come back. And when you actually see beyond that idea and beyond the thought that actually there is a deeper self, a deeper feeling that we all have, and that's our connection between each other. And I found once you touch into that and you know that that is the healing and that's always there and always the perfection and the health that we all have, that actually the rest of it just drops away. And I find, yeah, sometimes I get caught in it. And before, whereas I would make more and more stories about it and have to fight it, I now know that I can just sit in it for a little while and it will go on its own. And then I return back to that feeling. And I know that when I'm with people who have who sharing the similar truth and that feeling within them, that actually that awakens it again within me and that we all have that power and no one has more power than someone else. And what they tell you isn't the truth. That's the misunderstanding. And it's the misunderstanding that has dragged us down. And the world's living in a misunderstanding. I mean, you only have to look at what's happening now in the world. And you see, it's just people reflecting out their inner conflicts. And they've put their inner conflict because they don't know who they truly are and who everyone truly is. You know, interesting as you say that, because it is a paradigm shift that people need to understand when it comes to respecting their own state of mental health and that of others, especially with everyone with the, the last few years we've lived through. And I believe that, at least from my own personal perspective, uh, I'll give you an example. I went on social media recently and I've seen groups advertised for emotional support. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but for me, it kind of harks to the need for this kind of stuff. And I wanted to ask you in terms of transformations and, and breakthroughs, what would you attribute the most to the breakthroughs that you've well, seen, witnessed, experienced? Let me answer that one. First of all, breakthroughs are, are not, I'm the lead coach of the group. I've never had any mental health issues theoretically, but we all know that's not 100% true sure. in its statement. And, and, and so I've brought, it's a closed group where people have seen something and then, I, and then we help them see it a little bit more type of thing. So, so the, the reality is that the mental health is already there. And certain people have opened up to that, but they need a little bit of help in, in the connecting the spiritual feeling. See, Joe talked a lot about a spiritual feeling that he had, which is a new paradigm. 
not a sickie, not a loser. That's all bullshit by the system telling you who you are. So Joe found that good feeling. And then he also found the, the principle of thought that if he didn't think in all these crazy ways the world is telling him to think, and he trusted his own instincts, bingo, he started to calm down. He started to relax. He started to get more and more creative. And he started to see his own beauty. You see, everybody's teaching you, Jason, how ugly you are inside. I'm talking, not physically. In general, yeah. I get, I get In general, it. yeah. But how ugly and what a loser you are. And we're telling you how beautiful you are. And when you access those positive feelings, you naturally find out your connection to God and yourself or to universal mind and yourself. You're looking for a spiritual psychology. You're not looking for a psychology, people. You're not looking for a better system to deal with your problem. That's your problem. You're thinking too much about your problem. If you relaxed a little bit and didn't talk about it nonstop all the time, what would happen is you would naturally find out that you like being relaxed and having a good time. Well, isn't that a lot better than being diseased and always bummed out? I would think it would be, of course. <laughs> That's right. For sure. So For all sure. Joe did was tap into his own beauty and then his own common sense changed him. He said, oh, I'm too hyper. I'm too this. I'm too talks about the busy bees in his head and, and all this stuff. Well, he didn't. I didn't help him with that. Once in a while, I told him to stop the bullshit. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did do that. And every yeah. once in a while, I headed him in the right direction. But the reality is, I didn't tell Joe who, how to calm down and what to become and what mental health meant to him. He, he's, he already knew that. You know that, Jason. You know what mental health feels like. Everybody knows, I think. It, it, they have to, because we've undergone such a transformational shift in society to, you know, when you're stuck in the house for two years because you're avoiding a, a, a deadly virus, anyone on this planet understands the topic of mental health and how it affects and impacts them in one way or the other. Yeah, but we teach nothing outside of you affects your mental health. We teach that's an internal job. So you well, it's inside and out, in my opinion, because you have external factors that can cause you greater stress than not. Like people yeah. living in Ukraine right now are going through significant, horrible stressors. And those are external factors that are impacting their own internal traumas, right? So you would think there's an external variable and an internal one. And I see you're working on the internet. But, 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 but to contradict a little bit what you said, because obviously if you have cancer or you're in a war zone, it's a lot more stressful than if you don't have that type of stuff. But, but the key factor in that is there's two Ukrainians. One of them has gone deeper inside himself and has a state of calm. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, he recognizes war is happening. And another one is freaked out by the fact that war is happening. Which one is which one is healthier? Obviously, the one that's able to go inside and have mindfulness and practice that part of it. And I I get that. And I I think what I'm just trying to get my arms around the concept, you're doing mind, body, spirit. And you're saying that in order for someone to really have true healing within themselves, at least how I under, you could tell me if I'm wrong and my understanding of it is to recognize the potential that's already within yourself and to appreciate that and help that grow through certain processes of, of, of study and, and working with each other. Go and ahead, Joe. It's like unlocking the inside of what's there. Let Joe answer that one. Well, for me, it's seeing, for starters, it's seeing actually that through all my suffering, there's a teacher there and that teaching is to see myself. And I mean, I can give an example and it's through insights. And like at the start of the lockdown, I started to feel anxious and that. And then I just had that realisation, I'm not going to play that fear game. And that was a complete shift for me that actually I saw then that I had that choice whether to play the game of fear or whether to see that actually, yeah, I'm still okay because I can be feared about it or I can be peaceful about it, but the situation stays the same. And so me worrying about it, me suffering about it doesn't change the situation. It, It just hurts me more. And, and that's the thing I saw. And then that really helped me. And every time I see that, that actually me worrying and me anxious and that doesn't change the situation, doesn't make it better. Let me give you an example of what Joe, Joe's talking about. About two years ago, I had a severe case of, of cancer, prostate cancer. Is that stressful? Absolutely. Okay. It fits into your definition of stressful. Okay. So I don't buy into what you just said. But what happened was it was crept in. I didn't realize it. I thought, oh, no, I'm above this. It won't. But it affected. And I'm at the beach. And I can feel this heavy feeling. And all of a sudden, I said, well, I might die in six months. That I have no control over. But I'm not going to spend the next six months being bummed out. I'm going to have a good time. And right at that moment, I had an insight. And it ch- everything changed. I loved having cancer. It was the best experience of my life. I brought an awareness into myself. I learned about the body. I learned how to talk to people because nobody wants to talk to me about all the successes I have. But as soon as I had cancer, everyone wanted to talk to me for a half an hour minimum. And so I learned how to talk to them without being emotionally attached and to all the bullshit that they were delivering and all this type of stuff. And I just found a deep inner space with the cancer. And I can honestly tell you, I loved every inch of it. You know, your example resonates with me. I think we've talked about this before. I had kidney cancer a couple of years ago, so I understand what you're talking about. And my heart goes out to you for going through your own cancer diagnosis. But I agree with you. I think having cancer is one of those lessons that helps us to shift the focus of our priorities, because I agree 100 percent that what you're describing. I loved having the transformational shift of the cancer, the paradigm shift. So with that, it definitely resonates because you can do- And that's the three principles. Okay, so that's how it works in terms of- Insight. Okay, perfect. Or or whatever word you, realization or revelation or whatever word. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Tell me me a little about your your studies of Sidney Banks and how how Sidney Banks has influenced your- findings in terms of what you guys are doing now. I'm going to let Joe go first. Joe 
had never met Sidney Banks, so he's only been exposed to his teachings, his writings, his videos, his audio. I was a personal close friend to Sidney Banks and a student of his wow. many before that. So I'm going to let Joe go first because he's more relevant to what most people are exposed to, Sid, and so on. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, because I was diagnosed chronic fatigue and various mental health diagnoses and got told by doctors I'd never get well again. And I believe I was a victim of life and it was pretty hopeless for my life. And the first real big thing I heard from him was saying that we're all living in mental health, but we don't realize it. And that just really hit me. And then to actually realize that it was coming through within me, it wasn't something that had been done to me. I saw then that actually I wasn't a prisoner of my circumstance or my past. I actually had that ability and that power within me to actually live a new life, be reborn again. And, and to me, that was just such something I'd never been told that no one had ever said that actually, no, you're not a mental illness or you're not a physical illness. You're a spiritual being and you're living a human experience. And that is just a misunderstanding. And then that was a complete shift. And then I had like a spiritual awakening where like there was pure love coming into me. And then I went through a about three weeks of mental turmoil and that. And that was when I met Harry. And he told me that I had a misunderstanding that actually I had spiritual gifts. And that was just a whole new way of looking at myself that actually it wasn't negative. None of it was negative what happened. It all led to me having this experience of seeing my real self. And so even all my past and that was actually guiding me there. And so I can see that actually, yeah, I, I just needed to hear Sydney Banks or someone reflect who I really was and see beyond the rubbish that I'd created in my mind, the stories and identifications I'd created through all them years through my thought that I didn't even realize I was doing and saw that actually I had that choice. I could be healthy and happy and live a joyful, peaceful life. Very interesting. One thing resonates as you said, as you're in your answer, when you said being a spiritual being, I believe that wholeheartedly. I, I tell people anytime I work with somebody through my psychic stuff or just on the show, I'll say we're spiritual beings living in a physical 3d world. And if you're aware of that, I think you can gain a greater understanding of meaning and purpose in ways that traditional ideas don't flow as easily. And I think that when we start seeing all the parameters of what we're all about, it helps a lot with being able to heal and recognizing our potential, what we can do. And is the source of healing. Absolutely. Like when you mentioned your spiritual awakening with unconditional love, I understand that. I, it resonates very strongly with me. I see how spirituality can heal us when we are aware of it and accept it as such. And, you know, words aren't going to always explain spiritual experiences, I find. When I try, I had a, a near-death experience under anesthesia uh, when I did my, after my cancer surgery, where I was under the anesthesia, I wouldn't call it near-death, I'd say spiritual experience. I was in a garden and unconditional love just wa washed over me and it kept me in this upbeat mood probably for months after that. And it was so nourishing and nurturing at the same time. So I can see where spirituality can play a large role in how we can change. It's the dominant role. And, and in terms of how we view our, our relationships with ourselves and one another and, and the state of our mental health. So I, 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 that, that resonates with me. I guess what I wanted to ask you is when you do this, the work you're doing, have you worked with mental health professionals who have bought into or invested in I, the concepts? I have colleagues. So the process was Sydney Banks had a great aid education, was a welder, 
and had marriage problems. And in the marriage problems, he w- he went to a to a famous new age thing, and he's realized this didn't have the answer. And someone came up to him and said, "I know you, and and you're not insecure." And he said, "Wow, do you know what you just said?" He says, "Yeah, I don't make idle gossip. I I know what I said." He says, "But he didn't." It said, and Sid heard, "Insecurity is just the thought." That's and he went home, and three days later, he had a white light experience where he walked right through the white light, and all of a sudden, he said to his wife, "I'll be talking to professors and." teachers and psychologists all over the world. And his wife thought he was nuts, but she said there was a glow about him that she couldn't deny. So he then started to, 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 to teach to whoever would come, because at first it had to start with one and two. And then about three years, four years, five years, the psychologists came in. So there's a, there's a large psychological and psychiatric community, but it's still not status quo, because it contradicts everything that the Freudian and the present day psychology represents. A, it's not talking about your disease. B, it's not talking about that you're sick. C, it's it's saying very clearly impure thoughts create all the problems that you have in life. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And it creates all the stress and all the insecurities. I had a lady come to me about anxiety. I, she needed 10 long sessions with me to help her with her big anxiety. I was thinking five minutes. <laughs> it's a different shift. With anxiety, is that a problem? Give me a break. That's a piece of cake. But she wanted 10 sessions and she wanted to pay me a lot of money. So I, I said, you don't have to pay me money. It's such a simple thing. But she had a big problem. So after, a, after one session, I said to her, how are you feeling? She says, great. I says, well, isn't that a lot better than anxiety? And she went, actually, yeah. And it was it was case closed, but we did the other nine sessions, you know. So so you're you're looking at a spiritual psychology that works because it's the truth. It listen, universal mind, universal thought, universal consciousness are spiritual, formless principles. You're not going to be able to get your intellect around them. And they'd be absolutely useless if they were just a better paradigm than the present day psychological communities are. But they're not. It's the truth. And if it's true that you are mind, thought, and consciousness, and that's how you create formless to form. If it's true, then you want to know about it. But if it's not true, 
big bullshit like the rest of the smoke. <laughs> I believe that is true. Those are, I mean, I don't say if I get something or if I go, I say when I act it, I program myself ahead of time. I know it kind of falls into like, you know, manifestation and all that, but it, it coincides with what you're talking about here in a way, because if you think of yourself a certain way and you have, the, it's like the programming for a computer, it's a software. If you have flawed lot, like flaw thinking about it, you'll have a disease. Like I, I, I can see what you're talking about is what I'm trying to say. It resonates with me. Yeah, and I'm sure our audience will understand that. Here too. I was a spiritual searcher, a, a hippie, but I, I didn't know what I was looking for, but I knew I would recognize it when it's, when I saw it. And I went to a lot of gurus and a lot of different psychological. And then when, when Sid talked, I said, I don't know what he's talking about, but he's enlightened. And then when, when my past wife and I moved to the island, I had an experience on the island of oneness of, for four or, I five love that. <laughs> four or five minutes, total silence. So we're defining spiritual as silence and oneness. That's spiritual and, and formless. And so for four or five minutes, I disappeared. I was still conscious. Consciousness was still here. I could hear every bird, every sound, but I physically was not here. I was connected to oneness. And that's what I obviously was. Now, when I came out of that experience after four or five minutes, and how did I do it? I started to think. And I said, see, that takes you back into this world, or as Joe says, this story of this world. And all of a sudden, no matter what happened after that, and a lot of shit happened, I had always a positive attitude because it was spiritual. Everything that is happening to Joe is spiritual. Everything that's happening to Jason is spiritual. Does he like it all? No. But I believe it, though, because <laughs> you're talking about what I, you're speaking my language. I I. I will tell people every day when they ask me what's it like to be intuitive and give readings to people. And do, I said, it's about recognizing the importance of spirituality in your daily life and that everything you do in life has a spiritual element to it, a spiritual component to it, illnesses, all that kind of stuff. Like it, shamans look at illness as disease, as you, a hyphenated disease, right? That you have, if you have a breakdown in the body, you're going to wind up having physical illness that follows that. And thoughts are things. I mean, there's a lot of material out there that talks about when you think something, it creates your reality in certain ways. It's and that's quantum physics. And it's all interconnected. We're all interconnected. It's all so this thought thing that we, we have started to talk about, that's the key to understanding your psychological makeup. Let's talk, define psychological as what you think, you know, and you think so the psychological makeup of thought is your personal opinion is overrated. Your personal thinking is overrated. You have two thought systems. Don't pay so much attention to the bullshit in your little head. You know that stuff so well. And I don't know about your, you, Jason, but mine is sure boring. Hoo-wee! It's a bunch of boring stuff. Round and around. It, it puts you in a cycle, right? Like when you have certain thoughts that make you in this path. I say I get stuck in the rabbit hole sometimes and then I got to like get out of it. And usually I have a spiritual experience that'll happen. Like if I give someone a reading or I have something uplifting or upbeat, I, I find that 
that that loop we go in, it's like a short circuit sometimes where you can go in this thought pattern. And, and I've seen friends do that, too. And I think. Yeah, and a year later, they're still talking about the same thing. That person believes in the disease model. They're a fool. Well, I, mean, I would say uninformed. I'd say because it, it, it takes. You it use your word. I'll use my word. I mean, you call someone a fool because they're not. You know what I mean? Just for my purposes, I, I'd say they're uninformed. Well, yeah. at one level, we're all uninformed. I'm not enlightened, so I'm uninformed. <laughs> but I can give you an example that I was talking to someone and I was just telling them something, and they said, "Oh, that's interesting." And then the, the thought system just started up as like, hang on a minute, are they being sarcastic? And then you start getting all these thoughts and you start getting annoyed. And then I realized it and I'd laughed about it and I said it to him. And then we both laughed about it and just talked about like, yeah, we get this inner dialogue that starts causing all these things and lies. And then you Absolutely. see how people just get into conflicts with just a simple statement. You're right. And, and think of it this way, too. I'll say this. There's been so much misunderstanding in, in, in societies with all the different things that are happening. I think when you guys are, when I, I understand what you're saying. I, I really respect that you could come on and talk about your experiences spiritually and how it's helped to shape and improve your outlook, well, the overall yeah, outlook. It hasn't only, it's totally alleviates suffering. Exactly. I, so the purpose of the three principles is, is to, Thought is the cause of your suffering, and thought is the cause of your happiness. So obviously it's a tool, and if you use the tool wisely, it will lead you into into happiness. And the way you use it wisely is you follow the positive feelings, because they always lead to you in the right direction. And you say, well, I followed a feeling that I thought was positive and it led in the wrong direction. It wasn't positive. That's it. You you misunderstood. That was a a teaching to you that you believed that was a positive feeling, Mm -hmm. but it isn't a positive. And second, if it led you to an uncomfortable feeling, doesn't mean it's the end of the journey. That thought is connected to the next. If you just hang on a little bit without being so impatient and snapping it at the root, you'll see that it actually led to a deeper understanding of who you are. And you know, you know what I like about what you're talking about? I tell my clients I work with, I'm not obviously a psychologist or anything like that, but and I, say, I say this, I know, but I'll say this. When I talk to my clients, I say, how many times do you have what if thoughts? What if this happens? What if that happens? My mom's perfect at this. She, before we leave the door, she's already what ifing me before we get to the car, if we go to eat, right? And the first thing I say to her is dispel those what if thoughts. Because if you can dispel those what if this happens, what if that happens, most of the time it never happens. So if you can dispel it and think a positive thought, like you were talking about positive thoughts earlier, I felt a feeling of, of comfort. When you focus your energy in a positive direction, I almost feel like you have the openness to have that come to you through your own. That's what it does because it's you're taking the personal thinking out of the picture. See, your intellect is the problem. You, if you want to find answers that that are in the unknown, and let's face it, if you, you're having a problem, it's unknown. There's something you don't understand. Welcome to the club, by the way. <laughs> so, so how do you delve into the unknown in a way? I call it accessing the intuitive mind. Mm-hmm. 
you just intuitively go in that direction. But to do that, this personal mind cannot dominate. And the problem with the world is you're fighting the wrong battles. You're supposed to be fighting the battle of how you are separate from God, not your battle of, of my, my opinion is better than your opinion or my prejudice is better than your prejudice type of thing. Those will not get you where you want. You will not find the answer in the material world. Sorry, I know you like money, but it will not provide you with the answer to becoming a better human being. And when you become a wiser human being, when the money comes, it doesn't come with greed or selfishness. It comes with gratitude because you know it's a gift from God. It wasn't you. Yeah. I love exactly what you just said because that's exactly how I feel. I think that people who get so hung up, and I've, I've, I've seen this. I used to be like this when I first started. I was a baby lawyer 20 years ago. Uh, you you want to accumulate wealth. You want to accumulate this, this, this. After, and I'm sure you're probably the same way because when you deal with, when you, when you directly experience a spiritual awakening or a spiritual moment or whatever you want to call it, and you have contact with that kind of situation, you realize that the material, while it keeps us going here, it's not anything for the soul. It doesn't go beyond where we are here. When we leave, we don't take our wealth with us. We don't take our financial status with us or our favorite car or bed or whatever it is. Those are material possessions. And I think the more that you can delve into spiritual, you'll see beyond. And I think that's a transformation in our society that needs to occur for greater knowledge for our individuals to gain a better appreciation of, of mental health and how to change it, it. It is, but people get lost in that, Jason, in the spiritual, the mystical side. So they have to have, they have to have understanding, grounding to mm -hmm. be able to step into the mystical world, or they will get uh, fooled by sex or money or et cetera, et cetera. They will get caught up in their personal you have to have a certain level of discipline to manage it appropriately. No, no discipline. Discipline is bullshit. Well, I'm talking about when you're dealing with adverse circumstances. No, I'm and your own personal circumstances. Talking about everything. Bullshit. You don't do that. You you do the easy route. It's all understanding. That's all you're looking more and more deeper. When I say discipline, I'm not talking about discipline and trying to get control of the circumstances. I'm saying like if you're if you're Falling, falling away from your path. You, you're going to have a certain level of ability to get back on that path through your action. I don't use okay. discipline for that. I just use common sense. Okay. Well, I, it's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, let me ask you this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we all have different terms we use. I, I think the concept's similar for sure. Mm, um, I don't buy that. I'm sorry, Jason. I can't okay. agree gonna, with you. I don't buy that. It's okay. You're a nice guy. You don't mind me telling you. I think. No, I, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. You, yeah. What do you, what do you think would make someone be able to achieve inner happiness? Go ahead, Joe. Well, it's seen that it's already there within you and that we've just covered it up with our thoughts and desires and concepts and hates and fears and that, and that's our thought created story. And that we're just fearing that we're not fearing the outside. And then when we see actually when that drops away, that's that happiness is always there. It's not something to achieve or something to grasp or something we have to 
get something from the outside to have. And you see that, that when you get into that quietness of the mind, the mind goes quiet. I mean, you can be walking in the forest and the mind can go quiet and you just feel that. I mean, I was in the forest and I just felt that pure innocence and that pure love of everything connection. And you know that actually it runs through everything. I mean, that happiness is through every animal, every plant, every organism. And that's it. I mean, they don't try to achieve it, do they? We just get that misconception that we have to go and achieve happiness. And actually, we just have to re-uncover it again. It's always there. It's our natural reset. That's why what we're talking about works. When you're not sad, what are you, Jason? When I'm not sad? Yeah. What are you? I would say that I'm, I'm, I'm devoid of sadness would make me stable, happy, content, okay. satisfied. If you're not angry, what are you? Calmer, peaceful. If you're, if you're not over desirous about sex, what are you? I understand what you're saying. You're saying there, there's a certain there's a natural, extreme one thing or the other. There's a natural de- default. That's who you, all the kids know that, right? The kids are naturally happy. And when they're bummed out, they stay for a few seconds. Well, and that also to and, me. And what happens is adults are trained by, uh, by their parents to what is bummed out and non-bummed out. And then they buy into it. The kids don't buy into the bullshit of the parents. The problem with the kids are they got bad parenting unintentionally to use your word, not, you know, yeah. but they're not doing it on purpose, but they're just feeding misinformation into the kid. They're also feeding love, of course, as well, which is a nice balance to the situation. So as they get older, they start to buy into the world. And I use this example when I was first, you know, when a guy is young, he's very influenced by women. You know, and I'm not sure that changes so much as you get older, but but let's say it does. And one woman said to me, you look good in brown. I use this example. So for six months, I wore nothing but brown. And then I ran out of brown. It was dirty. So I wore blue. And someone said, you look good in blue. (laughs) And I said, oh, I guess I look good in many colors. But I had a belief. And. You've got to pop those beliefs. Your beliefs are what are holding you back from the truth. And the truth is a lot simpler than, you're, than they're making it out. And what Joe found for his happiness, he found truth. He went inside and saw truth. And it's getting out of your own way, basically. Yeah. That's, In certain ways, with your own thoughts getting your way, it's getting out of your own. That's the principles. Get and that overthinking your, things. Get out of your own way and your own opinions. And that's what I call getting stuck in the hole, getting stuck in the rabbit hole, so to speak. You get your own way, you get stuck with these thoughts that just fester sometimes. I understand. Easier, Joe, to now operate in your life than before. Yeah, and I just found I've got so much more energy in that as well, and. um like before I would be really tired in the day and have to sleep and I don't have to sleep in the day and I can just do so many more things. And it's not even because before I would try and fight the thoughts or try to get rid of them. But when I actually just say, okay, they've come again, I'll let that higher self or the higher power do it for me. That I just know that it'll naturally go back to balance because that's how nature is always going anyway. I mean, you look at nature, it's always returning to balance, isn't it? And But we interfere with it. And so when we, I mean, you only have to look at the lockdown, how the pollution just started going down. The oceans 
were clearing, all the animals were coming back. I mean, we were getting fish in, in the UK that we hadn't had for decades. And it's that. And I mean, they look at Beijing, the smog was clearing. And it's because we weren't interfering. It's the same with our own mind. When we don't interfere with it and try to control it and try to pollute it and that it naturally goes back to that clarity. And it's just a shift. It's a, such a simple little thing. I love, I love, I believe heavily in shifts. I have them happen every now and then when you have that aha moment of clarity, I call it like just you get stuck on something for so long. If it's a situation or problem with a person or within yourself, right? Self-doubt or whatever. And then you're able to either through life experience or talking to some of you guys today, you, you, our audience may be able to understand that sometimes part of the problem is they're stuck in their own thought process. They have to learn to divest from it. Not sometimes, all the time. You got you to divest yourself from that in yeah. order to... Stop blaming outside circumstances and past circumstances for what you are experiencing now. You are the one bringing the past thought or the outside opinion into you now. And every sage will tell you the answer is found in living in the now. But what isn't understood about that, they don't talk about how thought is a lingering thing that affects the next now. It does, yeah. And so what happens is there has only been one thought from the beginning of time, and it's still just one thought. It's just, and it connects everybody together. And we're affecting everybody and everybody's affecting us. And if we're sharing love, we're in the oneness. And if we're sharing selfishness, we're separate from the oneness. And if we're separate from the oneness, you must suffer because you're stupid and and you're kicking yourself in the bum and you don't want to accept the fact that you're wrong. Oh, big problem. And all answers are found in changing thought. That's the three principles. Change thought. You have addiction. What happens? We have a guy who had heavy, heavy opiate addiction. The worst. Immense. And he, and then he had an experience. And now he talks. I'm no longer an addict. I know I'm not. I've had an experience. I had made a conscious decision. But he didn't make a conscious decision with his willpower. That's bullshit. And stop believing that. He made a conscious decision from inside out, from inside himself, he made that decision. That's what we're talking about. Anybody can repeat the three words, mind, thought, and consciousness. But from the inside, it's obvious. Because you're talking from personal experience. Sidney Banks taught me, stop listening to me and listen to yourself. That was good advice, people. Stop listening to the shrinks and the psychologists and the doctors and the internet and listen to yourself. And you say, well, I can't listen to myself. I have too much thought. Where's the problem? Too much thought. People come to me and they quiet down. They laugh, have a good time. What happens to their thinking? Oh, they were talking about a problem. They forget about their problem. There is no problem if you're not thinking about it. There is a problem if you're thinking about it. 
I mean, some problems have to be thought about or considered, but it's when you're fixated on it, I feel, or when it interferes with your 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 normal processing of of what your well-being is about. That's important. And what you mentioned earlier about being interconnected in the fabric of the universe. I had one of those experiences myself in a sensory deprivation chamber a few years ago. And the exact stuff you were talking about resonated to me when I was in that because, and just so the audience knows, a sensory deprivation chamber is where you sit in this tube of water, highly salinated with, with salt water, and you put goggles on and you lay in it for an hour and you have a hatch and they close it on you and you're just floating. And it's funny how they say it, it simulates like being in the womb. I'll say I had a profound spiritual awakening there in the sense that I understood that there was what I got from that experience was we're all part of a fabric. We're all one. It's kind of like what you were talking about earlier. And it resonates with me. Experience, man. Exactly. What you were describing that you went through. It's the same experience. It's almost like when you tune out. It has a different description, but it's the same essence. You know what's interesting about that? I just thought about this as we're describing it. When I went into the sensory deprivation tank, and I had nothing to distract me, right? My thoughts were just silenced in a way. I had that experience, right? And it's kind of like, if you're able to shut off all those or all those moments of daily life, you might be able to have that kind of connection, understand it. And what you're saying, I, 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 I buy into it. I believe everything's interconnected and that where love is universal and it's a power that's amongst everything between the here and after and the deceased loved ones and everything else. So for you to share that as part of what you're explain, explaining today that you've been involved with spiritually, with psychology and everything else, in terms of your mental health growth, it makes sense to me. It, it makes a lot of sense. And I think our audience, if they're listening to this, when they listen to this interview and they talk about it, when we're talking about it to them, but one thing I'll say is by quieting those distractor thoughts, you can kind of gain that understanding and that appreciation that what's within it. It, it, the, the two The two worlds, you see, what does enlightened people talk about? They talk about the two worlds being one. And when you quiet your mind, yes. you're naturally going to experience more love. Or I love that. That's I, what, I, I, what you're saying, I, I completely understand that. The two worlds are not separate like we imagine. They're inter intermingled that's a quantum physics word intermingled everything is intermingled and so that experience becomes not only a a memory it becomes an experience and when you experience something like that which you're talking about when you talk about it a two or three or five years later it's as fresh as when you experience it in fact it's fresher because you're seeing it with more and more depth. Insight, yeah. And we're talking about don't talk book words or words as said banks. We're talking about talk your own experience. And so when Joe and I started to talk, he's talking much different now than he did when we started to talk. And then he's doing, he's coaching other people, but I wouldn't let him coach other people at first until, so I did it with him. And then when he was ready, he was let loose. So he was pampered in a way where I cradled him, but the reality of it, when did he get let loose? When he was just talking his own experience and not book knowledge. That's how we all have our own stories. That's that Dr. Bill Pettit said, right, Joe? 
Hermione. Yes, definitely. It's um, when I start parroting others or. You can individualize that, it that way. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you're, um, it's just coming from stored knowledge, isn't it? And that you're not being authentic or seeing your real self shining through. It's, it's just a, um, it's like paint by numbers. You're just doing paint by numbers. You're not being an artist. You're just being a copier. And this principles that we're talking about is not you goes to school with anybody. It's for lay everybody, lay people. And so Joe told me about and talk about that little experience you had. You talked about on Wednesday with that woman. So he's coaching, and this woman is bummed out. Go ahead. You remember that, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, she was um, talking about bummed out. And then I just, I got quiet for a little while and just let it settle and then felt the feeling. And then I just started talking. And I didn't even really know what I was saying because it wasn't coming from my mind. And she just suddenly had that realisation that her anxiety was just an illusion and there was only, the only reality was the love of God. And her whole feeling changed. And she started saying she's so happy now and she can feel love and um, and that. And, she's, and, and she tried to put it on to me. And I was saying that it's in you, it's come from you. And she said, I don't take the credit. But and then I just felt the feeling as well because there was that connection. And she heard it. And it was when you hear beyond the word, isn't it? You hear not what we're saying from the intellect. There's a feeling that just touches you inside. And I mean, you can get that. It just suddenly something just feels, doesn't it? And you know it's true because you have that feeling. And it's not a belief or I love something. that. Yeah, that's yeah. and it's important. See. Joe's talking from his own experience, which and this feeling really helped. But he has a unique set of gifts. He's very mystical and very grounded, like very scientific as well. It's a nice balance. You have your gifts. You know, you talked about the portals you opened up. You have certain portals that are open up to the psychic and spiritual world. So you're going to experience things in the chamber and different things different than other people are because you're open to those experiences and more than that you're looking this is what you call discipline i'm actually <laughs> looking for the spiritual and yeah. and so and and one of the major teachings i had with joe was for for first i said to him don't listen to me now he teaches don't listen to me to him, you know, because he knows how effective that was. If he would have worshipped me, he would be a quarter as powerful as as that. Would you agree, Joe? Yes, definitely. And um, I mean, I did at first get stuck in that follower mode, which I think is quite common. But you have to see it for yourself. It doesn't matter what someone else sees until you can. And sometimes you have to go through the intellectual suffering and the agitation until you realise because. It's like if you're a teenager, isn't it? Your parents can keep telling you and that, and but they won't listen until they've actually experienced it themselves. That's, and it's the same with that. And you have to experience it in your own way. So if you're Jason, he's going to naturally have certain portals, certain mystical gifts that God has given him. They're different than my mystical gifts, yeah. but I have a lot of mystical gifts, a lot. And, and, Joe has a lot of mystical gifts. So you don't share just science and strategies and stuff. You've got to get into where you're strong at, where you're natural at. And so 
I like to tell stories and bad jokes. I'm famous for bad jokes. Well, people who are uptight love bad jokes. <laughs> it's just a fact of life, you know, and it really loosens up the atmosphere. So I use that. That's my gift. And well, there's, I, a, there's I, an art form of storytelling too, anecdote and being able to help people. You help people connect and you can help people relate in such a way that by giving an example to somebody, it, it's it's the easiest way to get our, our mind around ideas. And it is at, at certain points, and then at other points, you just go right for the jugular. It's it's true. Are you do you want to be diplomatic or do you want to help the person? Well, and I also like the idea of empowering the person. It's not about respecting this person who's telling you. It's not about listening to me. It's listen to yourself. It's in you. Wake up. Pay attention to it and, and connect within your inner self to gain this. And, and, and appreciate the wisdom of other people. I find from experience, a lot of times I work with people, half the time it's like trying to show them the basic understanding that we're spiritual beings. Because so many people come to me and they're like, I've never been to a psychic. I've never meditated. And I don't believe in anything that I can't see. Yeah. And I go, do you, do you know what a Wi-Fi signal is? Yeah, of course I do. I pick it up on my phone all the time. Well, if you didn't have a device, would you believe in a Wi-Fi signal if you can't pick it up? Well, I don't know. Well, if you don't understand it, don't say that it's not there. And, and that's why when you're coming up to, on this platform that they talk about is I can tell you everything you're discussing and describing in terms of the spiritual aspects of it. I understand what you mean in, in the relation of making order of it in, in the mind and, and working with the body and the spirit and, and bring it in alignment. The way that there's principles that it operates from. And if you're aware of these principles, everything else makes sense. Like if I know that thought creates feelings, I don't look at feelings and think I should change my thoughts. I know the cause of the feeling. And the indigenous people have a phrase called first cause. And the psychological community is at ninth cause. So they're teaching you about, oh, you have addiction. And now they're gone an inch deeper. Trauma is causing it's bullshit, 100% bullshit. But it sounds good because it's better than just dealing with the surface. They're an inch deeper type of stuff. But when you bring it down, what causes trauma? Well. Somewhere along the line, you'll come up with fear and insecurity. And then somewhere along the line, you'll come up with that's the definition of ego. And then when you start to look at ego, you start to say, gee, it's just a thought created reality. And then you finally come down to first cause. Who's the thinker? Oh, I'm the thinker about, about something. So it's nothing outside. It's. You can be stuck in traffic and one guy's pulling his hair out and the other guy's putting on music and just sitting back and having a good time. What's the difference? One guy is looking at the situation and dealing with it wisely. And the other guy is dealing it with the way he thinks is going to. I love, I don't interrupt you. I just get excited when you talk about this because I love that idea. Like I actually gave an example and there's synchronicity here that you'll appreciate this. I was talking to somebody yesterday about when you're stuck in traffic, you can make the decision to freak out that you're stuck in traffic. You have to get somewhere. You're not there yet. You get anxiety about it, yada, yada, yada. Or you can meditate. You can be reflective. You can have gratitude. You can use that moment of the day 
to say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm just experiencing this amazing moment. And, and you can, you can connect to a higher self in a way, like, you know, love is everywhere. It's infinite. It's, un, it's unlimited. And I believe it, it's, it flows like you, like everywhere in anything. So you can like your, your thoughts can just, you know, separate you from that. But if you remove the negative thinking and if you can embrace the love, it's there. You'll recognize it. You'll you'll be happy with it. All and, that is is a changed thought. I'm pissed off, changed thought, um, and a whole new destiny awaits you. I'm addicted, changed thought, a whole new destiny. Awaits. And you feel like you're free from it. <laughs> when you have that. You are free from it. <laughs> on the psychological, material level, emotional level, it looks like you're a prisoner of it. On the spiritual level, it's always free. It's total free. I call it unlimited potential. I, I, I really do find it as an uplifting idea and notion to have our audience look into and, and, and study further. I want to ask you this because we're running a lot of time. How are, what's the best way for our audience to get a hold of you? Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, you can email me at mentalhtjoe at gmail.com. And at uh, acttraining.biz is my website. You just click on the mental health button, help mental health transformation buttons. And there's uh, five minute videos, half hour videos, lots of other videos testimonials, write-ups, etc. So just go to acttraining.biz, B-I-Z, click on mental health transformations. And in it, Joe has a beautiful poem and his story and, and stuff. We have it all. But here's the irony, Jason. Why, where the heck are the people who are listening to to what to the fruit we're talking about. We are not talking about putting a band-aid and Joe is living a better life. We're talking about total healing. We're talking cure here, people. And we're not talking the bullshit the world is. Oh, this person's doing a little bit better, except blah, 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 and he's still on the drug. We're talking about total freedom. Total freedom. Nobody wants to hear it though. Everyone believes in the bullshit. They don't everyone want has their own, everyone. I, I, one of the things I do on my shows, I like to introduce people to different healing modalities, different and ideas and ways. And that's, of, and that's, that's why, how I, that's why we're here today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's why I, I have the opportunity of talking to you about this. Cause anything that can be there for someone to acquire, it's like looking at things that are on a shelf and you get to pick this today. You get to do like, is it meditation? Is it breath work? Is it, you know, mental health transformations talking to you guys about this stuff. It's about how, I think we're a gestalt personally. I think we're, you know, as a society and as a people and as individuals, there's a lot of different things that like we were talking about, everyone's different in their own perceptions, right? Our own, our own spiritual gifts, for example. But people, but people, aren't, people aren't contacting Joe and asking for help. They should listen. He's a live example. He he's, he's, he's exactly what you should be talking to. He knows what he's talking about. He's been yeah. through it. He knows what it's like. He's not perfect, but boy, he's he he's he's only a million miles ahead of the psych, most of the psychologists of today. Joe told me I can't say all the psychologists. <laughs> so it's not a it's not fair. There are some who have some understanding. It's well, true. They, you know what? But most most, to be honest, are well intentioned, 
And, you know, mm-hmm. Sid Banks said something that I really appreciate. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, I'll say this, too, um, from my vantage point. When it comes to, when it comes to uh, professionals and psychologists, I feel like some of them are open-minded to look at spirituality. Of course. Why did the they ones that are. For the first, they went into it with the best of it. They expected to heal people. You know, and I think that that's one of those things people should look into is to look at spirituality as one of the things that you can invest in. That's wrong. Spiritual psychology. You live on this earth. You must have that connection of how you can operate successfully in this game along with the spiritual game. It's both. But on one level, it's all spiritual. That, Jason, is irreputable, and you are 100% correct. I definitely agree with you. I will not minimize spiritual psychology. I'm talking about the level of spirituality in our lives to help us heal as a healing modality that we could tap into. No human being has the ability or the capacity to understand that more than with ourselves. All right. Irreputable. I just want to thank Harry and Joe for coming on the show today to discuss mental health transformations, the three universal principles of mind, consciousness, and thought. It's definitely something I'd like our audience to check out and look into. I'm going to have all the contact information for Terry and Joe in the show notes to this episode. Always keep an open mind. Always look at the fact that thoughts are important to consider and that you have to have the right process in your mind, like spiritual psychology, as Harry just talked about and Joe and I discussed today. Those are things that are very pivotal. And, and the more that we can understand that what lies within ourselves and our connection to the higher power and, 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 and just being able to apply these concepts to our lives, I would definitely say, check this stuff out, look into it, and hopefully it'll work for you. Because I, I feel very strongly that the more you recognize that we're spiritual beings living in a physical world and that we can heal ourselves and work with the right situations, it can really make an impact to help bring us enlightenment, get us to have that transformational shift and move beyond our ego, and any of those things that that really impact us. Thank you so much. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here, 
and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.